Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Murder Mystery Mafia podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie, and today is the second episode of a 10-episode series covering a murder mystery that'll keep you guessing until the very end. Just as a disclaimer, this story is fiction and is for entertainment purposes only. All right, let's jump right in. Leanne woke up the next morning breaking out in cold sweats. She quickly got dressed and opened the door to go downstairs. She saw the bedroom door across from her was open and heard someone shuffling around in there. Morning, Miss Stallion. Miss Stallion didn't respond. Alarmed, Leanne turned on her heels and peeked her head through the bedroom. She saw a man she didn't recognize. An African-American gentleman with only his underwear and undershirt on was making the bed. Terror immediately struck Leanne, and she grabbed her things and ran downstairs to escape before she was next. Wait, it's not what it looks like. Leanne grabbed the closest kitchen knife, turned, and pointed it to the man at the top of the stairs. Don't come any closer. What did you do to Miss Stallion? Who, Becky? I've been seeing Becky for a long time now. Please, I can call her right now to prove it. Leanne nodded, and the man slowly took out his phone. Leanne waited, knife still raised. Hello, Todd? Are you okay? Hey, Becky, your guest seems to think I'm some sort of intruder. Miss Stallion started laughing through the phone, and Leanne turned red. I'm so sorry, Leanne said, and she put back the knife. Leanne, I'm just picking up some breakfast. I'll be back in a little bit. Todd, go easy on her. She hung up the phone, and Todd and Leanne stood there analyzing each other. He was a strong, handsome man with broad shoulders and kind eyes. Leanne spoke first. Again, I'm really sorry for this. I wasn't expecting to see someone else. My name's Leanne. Leanne knocks. Todd sighed, smiled, and went down the stairs to extend his hand. Todd McGuire, sorry for the confusion. I came pretty late last night and didn't get to run into you. For some reason, Todd felt so familiar to Leanne. After a cup of coffee and Miss Stallion's delightful breakfast, Leanne pulled Miss Stallion aside and decided to ask for her ex-husband's address. I'll give it to you, but I'm warning you, he's crazy. Like, mentally insane. There's a reason I left his ass, and it wasn't because of his bedside manner. I swear he's delusional. I'll take my chances, Leanne responded. She figured he was the only other person she knew that could contact Vanessa. After getting the address, she excused herself and left, feeling even more uneasy than she came. Leanne was always jealous of Vanessa's happy little family, seeing them like the gingerbread family ornament she chose when she first met Vanessa. She was always jealous of the stallions since her own parents divorced when she was only six years old. Never in her life would she have thought Vanessa's parents would do the same. What else did Leanne not know? She thought back to how they met and remembered the black, jolly-looking Santa ornament Vanessa chose. Did the ornament remind her of Todd? Was Becky having an affair for that long? He did say that they'd been seeing each other for a long time now. As she was lost in her own thoughts, Leanne noticed what looked like a hitchhiker from a distance. But as she got closer, she realized it was an older man in his late 60s, seemingly disoriented and limping along the side of the road. She looked at him with pity and pulled over to try and help. But when she got out of the car and shut the door, the man stopped, turned, and started limping in the opposite direction. Hey, wait, she said. She assumed the man had something like dementia and was confused about where he was. 
She ran to catch up with him, but as she did, she realized they were running beside a road in the middle of nowhere, with woods stretching for miles around them. As she came closer to the man, she could hear him murmuring nonsense under his breath. Must be delusional. When she caught up to him and grabbed his arm, he flailed his arms and shook his head, seeming to wake up from a trance. Hello, sir. My name is Leanne Knox. Do you need help? He looked around wildly, shook his head, then stared into Leanne's brown eyes. Hello, Leanne. My name is Frank Stallion. Leanne smiled at the coincidence and helped him to her car. She then took him per his directions to his home, but started to regret her kind gesture when she realized his home was a run-down cabin in the middle of the woods. The entire car right there, the elderly man was continuing to mumble nonsense. But when she parked in front of his cabin, Frank, Frank looked at her and said, Leanne, I know you. I'm Vanessa's father. The two went inside and Leanne immediately noticed the various maps of space and constellations plastered along the walls. The cabin was dark and gloomy even when Frank turned the lights on. I just visited your ex-wife. Oh, no, 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 not that evil woman. He was still limping around, attempting to make both of them a coffee, even with his cane just a few feet away from him by the front door. It was a small cabin and reeked of burnt wood and animal feces. Well, she gave me your address, and I can tell you this much, it wasn't to this address. Let me see it, he said. He grabbed the parcel and examined it. Mmm... This is where I work. She must still think I work on the weekends. Well, you can't fix stupid. Leanne took back the parcel and looked at him with curiosity. Where do you work? Oh, I'm a professor of astronomy and I do research in astrophysics. Leanne did what she could to suppress the shock on her face. This deranged man is a professor and researcher at a prestigious university? Something didn't add up. Why were you walking beside the road? He picked up the steaming coffees and hobbled over to the couch. He might be deranged, but at least he's trying to be a good host, she thought. That's my evening stroll. I take one every day. Leanne was amused, but then remembered why she came to him in the first place. Frank, have you heard from Vanessa recently? He started mumbling again and struggled to place the mugs on the low coffee table. Frank? He dropped the mugs and broken glass shattered across the floor. Sighing, he peered back at her. I saw her at Thanksgiving, but I think she's in trouble. We send each other letters, which I get delivered to my office, but I haven't received letters from her in a while. He confirmed her suspicions. She just knew there was something wrong. She just had that feeling. Should we alert the authorities? No, 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 no cops. We can handle this ourselves. She's supposed to be going to the American Astrological Society Convention in New York tomorrow. Why don't you join me and we can see for ourselves? This sounded crazy to Leanne, but she would do anything to know that her childhood best friend was alive. So, the next day, the two took a flight out of Atlanta to New York City and headed straight for the convention. After Leanne got to know Frank a little better, she concluded that he was a nice, friendly old man who was passionate about astronomy and devoted to his work. She learned apparently his marriage didn't work out simply because Becky thought Frank worked too much. On the cab ride to the convention, Leanne turned to Frank and asked, So is Vanessa getting her PhD in astronomy? That's why she's here? Frank nodded and said, Yeah, but 
Her true passion is astrology. Oh, cool, Leanne responded. Well, I'm excited to see her. I just want to make sure she's doing well, you know. One of my patients told me she's dead, but I don't know what to believe anymore. Frank nodded, but then started mumbling and staring out the window at the passing buildings. It was almost dark, and nightlife was just beginning. The cab arrived at the convention, and the two got out, taking in the hundreds of people surrounding them headed the same direction. As the unlikely pair stood at the bottom of the steps, they watched as the astronomy lovers, nerds, and professionals alike flooded through the doors like moths to light. Frank looked around them and pulled Leanne close. He put his lips to Leanne's ear and whispered, It's too bad you came all this way for nothing. Leanne then felt a needle stabbed into her stomach and a substance taking her away from reality festering through her body. Leanne looked at Frank terrified and bewildered. And as she slowly drifted away, a rough-looking pair of Italians grabbed her by the arms, turned her around, and dragged her away from the steps toward a white van close by. But as the substance was pulling Leanne towards blackness, a dark-looking woman approached them, and the man ran as gunshots began firing towards them. Screams billowed at Leanne's ears, and scars were forming on her legs as she was dragged along the rough gravel. But after a moment's notice, all was quiet and all was still. Leanne opened her eyes as much she could to see the roof of a car, and then all became dark. All right, guys, that was it for episode two of Murder Mystery Mafia season one. Thank y'all for listening and stay tuned for episode three.